Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Captain Patrick, rounding out the crew at the moment. We might be joined by Mike the Mariner, who's out on the water today, but it's, you know, it's 50-50. He's out there enjoying the waterways on his vessel. He's going to try to connect to us, uh, but it will depend on his, uh, you know, his internet connection, his cell service, and and whether or not he has the patience to tolerate the World of Boating crew today. So we'll see where that goes. That's a little teaser or warning, depending on your perspective. However, we will continue on without him at the moment and uh, navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, maybe just share a few tips, because I know Patrick wants to talk about how to, uh, um, well, like, what to look out for when your boat starts performing a way you don't expect it to. Do I have that right? At least that much, Patrick. You're 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 in the general. What would you give him, Barry? About a five mile rule. He's within five miles. Sure, he, that counts. He, I, I would say he's in the ballpark. He's just fair you know, ball. Yeah, it's, a, right. it's a fair ball in that one. Yeah, when it, when he reverts to Gregisms, it's it, it really gets kind of muddy. Muddies the water, right? That's but okay. what, what you're talking about are things like when you're cruising along in your vessel, and um, you know you get in tune with. Uh, how the engine sounds, how the water rushes up against the hull, these uh, you know these sounds that you get accustomed to hearing, and then all of a sudden something changes, and you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! I'm not used to hearing that sound." And that's usually the big uh, alarm bells start going off in your head. That's what you're talking about, Patrick, or not? I- incorrect. What? Um, <laughs> incorrect. See, you first were so time close. for everything. You were so close, and ah. if you could have just left it alone, you were fine. You were well. in the ballpark, as Barry said, but mm. now. You're you're outside the five. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, if, what if you're talking about performance? Yeah, if you're talking about something just kind of uh, going wrong with the boat, you might hear it before you feel it. Yeah. Well, you might. Yeah, you might hear it if you're paying attention to your. You know, what are those things that you have uh, in front of you when you're sitting at the wheel? They give you all kinds of information. Um, they you have like little needles on them. Um, people uh, never ever look at them. Barometer, barometer. <laughs> uh, you know your gauges. Oh, oh the those gauges, gauges, those things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it, stuff beyond what you yes. hear and uh, what you feel <laughs> no, is what you're what, talking about. No, what what I hear often enough. Um, is my boat, which a lot of times it's somebody who's purchased a pre-owned boat. This boat won't get out of its own way. This boat doesn't perform. How could you guys have made a boat that, you know, uh, it doesn't it get up to speed and all these other things? And there are some things there to look at before you start pointing your finger at the boat manufacturer or the engine manufacturer. Okay. You know, so, you know, one, uh, that is probably the most common, but is the biggest uh, mystery when it comes to boating is the boat prop. Uh, when manufacturers have a model that comes into production, they partner with the engine manufacturer. 
uh, they determine, you know, uh, we want entry level engine and, you know, the boat's rated for uh, maximum horsepower. So from uh, a three liter all the way up to 5.7 or an 8.1, whatever it is, we want it with, uh, we want to be able to offer it with a single prop drive or a twin prop or dual prop drive. They have to determine gear ratio and then they have to determine prop, but it's different for each model boat and for each boat manufacturer that's out there as to what combination gets that boat to perform at its best. Now, it's no secret that the majority of boat manufacturers are going to prop a boat for whole shot. That is the boat to get up on top, get out of the water. It's your zero to 30 or zero to 60, you know, with a car type of thing. The faster you're up out of the water, the faster you're up on, you're, you're on your way, uh, getting trimmed up and, you know, enjoying your, your day out boating. But with that comes some caveats, if you will. Uh, when the boats are tested, usually it's a light load, minimal fuel, one, maybe two people. That, And that's why all these are engineering estimates when you talk to boat manufacturers. So those numbers you know, can, can get skewed based on how you run your boat, the number of people you have, how much weight you have on board, how much fuel you have on board. Fuel, 6.3 pounds per gallon. Water, 8 pounds per gallon. Waste, not even going to go down that path as far as how much that weighs. Yeah. Um, Especially if Greg's been on board. Hey, now. <laughs> so Only after so, lunch of Mexican is it an that's issue. That's true. That is so, true. So the, fir- the first thing that people want to do is they, want, they look at changing the prop and not understanding propping. And I always have referred to it as it's, it's part math, part science, and a lot of voodoo magic to find that prop for your particular boat, the way that you're going to run it, because you could have an identical boat next to you in the marina, same horsepower, same model, and that person runs the boat completely different, and the prop that you have may not be that may not work for him. So propping becomes a, a bit of an art trial and error, if you will. Do I stay with an aluminum? Do I stay with a three blade? Do I go to a four blade? Do I go to stainless? Um, do I increase the prop pitch? Do I decrease the prop pitch? Do I start messing with the prop diameter? So being able to go back to the boat manufacturer and know the baseline, what the boat manufacturer and the engine manufacturer determined was the best prop for that boat at the time of manufacture is where you want to start, especially if you're dealing with a pre-owned boat that may have had a prop change done sometime uh, in its past. Uh, the condition of that prop, especially aluminum, if it's all beat up and battle scarred, probably time to go ahead and change that. Uh, I've had customers ask, uh, "Can I change from an aluminum to a stainless?" Of course you can, you know, and it should the, the pitch should stay the same, the diameter is going to stay the same. But again, a little bit of trial and error because it's stainless being more durable, uh, better surface, better prop efficiency. You know, you should see. Um, overall better performance with your boat i have a question yeah because i've spoken to uh prop people in the past and they've suggested that when you go from aluminum which tends to have a thicker blade to stainless which tends to have a thinner blade sometimes your rpm may increase past what you would consider your red line that's that's correct because again it's it's more of a performance prop so it's going to perform better so again a little bit of trial and error there but what you what you need to do is if you're doing it on your own is stick with 
the way the boat was propped initially as a starting point. Now, if you've got a prop shop in your area that, you know, hey, here's my credit card. I want a, I'm currently running a 19 pitch. So I'm on a 19 pitch stainless. I want a 21 pitch stainless and I want a 17 pitch. I'm going to go out and run them and see which prop performs best for you the way that you are primarily going to run your boat. Right. When, if you're going to, if you're going to water ski with it versus fishing and trolling. Right. Well, hmm. like when my dad had his, when I delivered my, my dad's boat to him, um, when he bought his boat new, I did all the initial testing with it out of the factory and it was propped for a whole shot and top end. I was hitting a rev limiter. Now he was always going to run that boat, a light load, light fuel him and his dog. Cause there's no way my stepmom was getting on the boat with him. Yeah. Um, and he's running around Marco Island. So a lot of idle zone, some areas where he could get out and run. He wanted to maybe make the occasional trip down to the Keys, things like that. So I repropped the boat for top end to where he could achieve wide open throttle and not be up against a rev limiter with a light load. Now that meant he was a little slower coming up out of the hole, but his boat was equipped with a dual prop drive and trim tabs. So it was really a no-brainer because the last thing I wanted was him at wide open throttle and hitting that rev limiter and having that engine cut in and out, in and out, in and out. But if you do, if you have a good prop shop in the area, that's a great place to start. They can help you out. There's also some really good tools online. One is uh, Prop Wizard. You have to enter in a. You need to know your boat. I mean, you need to know what it's what it's rated for, the the horsepower you have, uh, your fuel load, all of that. And it'll give you a list at the end of recommended props based on the way you want to drive your boat. But it's not an end-all, be-all for solving that uh, question, if you will, which prop is best for my boat. So once we get past that, you know, and then there's the, the it's not really an old wives' tale. It's, you know, for every uh, inch of pitch, it's 200 RPM. Uh, you talk with the prop shops, they'll tell you that's not entirely accurate there's actually a mathematical formula where you can uh, uh, calculate the percent and then uh, equate that into a proper uh, pitched prop for your boat again trial and error finding that prop for you okay so finding the proper prop is just one element that you got to consider when you're looking for the uh, the problems or issues to make performance of your vessel just a little bit better. We'll dive a little bit deeper into it next right here on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i love your stuff what am i you fool me every time well almost every time well once or twice well once but it was a good one This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, bury the boat around and out the crew. All right, so if your boat is not performing up to the standards that you expect it to, maybe you need a new prop, but you got to make sure you take into consideration all those different parameters Captain Patrick was uh, bringing up. Maybe go to Prop Wizard and, and put in all the uh, you know different sizes of your engine, the length of your vessel, manufacturer, all that kind of stuff, and they can steer you in the right direction. Because that that is a pretty common problem, or one of the first things you might look for if you notice you're not getting the speed, uh, getting up on plane as quick as you expect your vessel to, uh, the prop would be one of the first places to look. Is that right, Patrick? Uh, That's correct. And again, we're talking, you know, not necessarily a new boat, because I would hope that, you know, upon delivery of a new boat, you've gone out with the uh, sales staff and you've run the boat, and it's performing as you expect. And if not, you're asking at that point, hey, you know, this boat's up against its rev limiter. I'm never going to run the boat this way. Um, can you swap out the prop for me? And often enough, a, a good dealer will be able to do that at no cost because they can exchange the prop with the manufacturer, the boat manufacturer, for little to no cost. You know, uh, as long as the prop hasn't been used, if you will, dinged up, anything like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've encountered, now this, this is, again, we're talking about, you know, pre-owned boats. Uh, sometimes that have got many, many years on them, is drive ratio, the gear ratio, the outdrive. Um, there are boats out there that, uh, let's say it was running a uh, 1.78 to 1, 
and the drive suffered a failure sometime in the past, and the previous owner got a deal <laughs> on a used drive that maybe was a uh, one point, you know, four eight to one or something like that, and slapped it on there and just compensated with a prop change, and that brings a, a whole nother slew of problems. So again, if you've got an older boat out there, if there's one pre-owned boat that you're looking at buying, if I can speak from experience for the manufacturer that I work for, if you call and you have, most importantly, the hull number of the boat, uh, akin to the, the, the VIN of your car, if you have the hull number, they'll be able to go back in their build sheet a certain number of years, uh, maybe 15 or so, and tell you the gear ratio, and even more importantly, may be able to provide you actually with the serial number of that outdrive so you can confirm maybe before you buy this boat, does it have all the original equipment, or has there been a change made, which isn't necessarily a, you know, isn't going to kill the sale, but it's happened to where different gear ratio drives have been substituted because of damage to the original one and the owner has just worked out the difference with the prop the bad side of that is what it's doing to the engine as far as its performance and its uh shelf life if you will because there are some some downsides to doing stuff like that like make the engine just work much faster than it was designed to that kind of thing or slower, yeah. You know, it, it may cause it to lug, uh, which is not good either. You know, for for a boat engine. So you know, that's that's kind of where you're you're going to start if you know the boat it's not performing the way that I was led to believe, or you know, I've had the boat for a couple years and all of a sudden, you know, um, I've got an issue there. Obviously, gear ratio wouldn't come into play, but maybe. Comp- condition of the prop well, what would, would you notice if uh, if the boat was lugging uh, like you say versus uh running too fast i mean it's if not, it was revving it too be, fast you just see that on the on the gauges right well it, revving too fast you're going to and again the engines now today rev a lot higher than say 15 20 years ago so you have to knowing the engine that's in the boat is paramount and if you don't have that information contact the, the engine manufacturer both of the main ones Mercruiser and Volvo Penta have online resources that are probably second to none all kinds of literature performance test data things like that so that you know where that what the range is of that engine don't go to YouTube don't go to the boat forms and they're great for information but again because of the changes especially in the era of uh, computer controlled engines ECMs MPI uh, multi-port injection uh, fuel direct fuel injection things like that where those parameters have changed Engines today, again, turn a much higher RPM. I've had customers call, like, this thing's turning 6,000 RPM. That can't be right. Nope. It, it is 100% correct, but where engines were maxing out at 4,800 or 5,200 uh, RPM, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it's much higher now. So knowing the engine that's in your boat and the parameters in which it's supposed to perform is probably 
one of the most important things that you could know, unless you're just going to be one of those people that you don't care and you're just going to go out and throw money at the thing and want to go into water and want to go boating. Yeah, Barry, it, uh, what say you? Well, that's 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 the big issue. Is first of all, older boats may have two-stroke engines versus the newer boats having four-stroke engines. Um, my two-stroke has a higher RPM limit than most four-strokes, and you're going to find that. But I guess a lot of these newer four-stroke engines are able to spin a little bit faster, but they tend to have more torque at the bottom end than the two-strokes. Their power band for the older engines were up higher. Yeah, but what about uh, when you, when you're lugging? I mean, well, I can see you're lug- well, when Barry is walking around, I'm like, he's lugging today. Well, he's yeah, moving I'm a lot slower. I thought, that, I thought that's what we called it when Greg's had his head over the side of your boat. No, that's... that's Where's Greg? Lugging. He's lugging. He's, he's hmm. chugging. Um, <laughs> Chunking. No, but, uh, I did, when I first got my boat, it had a prop in there that brought it right up to its limit of 6,000 RPM. To me, that was a little too tight, and I bought a prop that was had a, a, a one-inch larger pitch and it brought it down to about 5600 over the years that started dropping down as the engine i guess is uh kind of loosened up or lost a little power Mm. and i ended up putting the older prop back in now it redlines at around 5800 i mean that's where it is when the throttle is all the way forward now it just won't go any faster is is that good or bad patrick well, that's over time that it's went down well, like that well you're going to get engines are and even barry who takes uh, meticulous care of you know his boat and his engine pays well, special attention to that as he yeah. advances in age he does move slower or uh lugs matter <laughs> of yes, fact today is lug. his birthday it's barry yeah. the boater's birthday happy birthday yeah, I, barry. i'm gonna lug another year you're one year closer to death thank you <laughs> more coming up you're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and on his birthday, Barry Zebooter. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, you're celebrating accordingly, I assume. Cake, ice cream, the whole works, right? Uh, yeah, it'll probably be uh, pizza, beer, and ice cream. Okay. All right. That, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't joking. Uh, one no. year closer to death. <laughs> but that kind of well. diet, that's going to do you in earlier, sooner than later there, Barry. <laughs> I should have broccoli and cauliflower for my birthday? Yes. Just uh, I don't want to be around after you have that because <laughs> it'll wreak havoc on your digestive system. And Barry, you're taking yeah. health advice from a guy who had his heart replaced with True. a monkey. Yeah. And he drinks monkey beer. Okay. Yeah. There's a little bit of uh, that maybe, but... Uh, but you don't want to follow my float plan in that regard, no, do you? No, okay, no. I didn't think so. All right, so if your uh, vessel isn't performing up to snuff, we've covered a few things that you can, you know, look at. Uh, I guess uh, what what is it? Sound? Is it vibration? It's uh, it's, it's a uh, variety of things, Greg. But w- one of the big things that uh, you may encounter, especially with the newer generation boat, is you're out on the water, you're making way, and all of a sudden the boat starts to slow down mm-hmm. to where you're barely you're you're maintaining steerage. You may hear alarms if everything's working correctly. You may not hear any alarms if if that alarm has failed, but that could be a sign that the the boat has gone into save mode, if you will. It's detected a problem. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're paying attention to your gauges, if you notice that you know all of a sudden the water temp shot up 
uh, the oil pressure dropped. Now, the one thing you don't have a gauge for is your gear lube. So prior to leaving the dock, if you're doing all your proper checks based on the type of boat that you have, and I'm talking about an IO uh, primarily, is making sure that your gear lube level is correct uh, because that can set an alarm as well. Okay, yeah, uh, you never have too that. much lube. Yes, you can have too much lube. Yeah, I'm Barry's <laughs> you do birthday. Not over, you don't want to overfill the gear case. Oh, we're <laughs> talking about boats. I'm sorry. I, I thought we were talking about what Barry was eating for his birthday and the alarms that go off. They usually, you know, <laughs> you might miss them because uh, sometimes, you know, he slips them right by. And it's like that kind of thing. Uh, that's an alarm that uh, he's having a digestive issue. Sure. The lube is a whole nother issue that we can't discuss on the radio, I believe. Is that right, Barry? Yes. Good answer. I, I agree with whatever you don't say. Yeah, right. More coming up on the World of Boating. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Here in New York City, the big boat show is going on. And if you are a boat lover, you better have a lot of cash. While we try to stay afloat, if you would, Lord, send a boat. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater. Rounding out the uh, crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And just share a few tips on uh, things you need to look out for. If you got your vessel going and it's not performing up to snuff, what you expect? You know, there's the prop, there's the gear ratio. If it's an older boat and you didn't know if uh, somebody had done previous service on it uh, in the past and maybe put something on there that they kind of experimented uh, on the drive shaft because of part availability or something like that. That's those things you got to check ideally before you purchase the vessel, but maybe you got it and it had been working fine and you're like, hey, wait a minute, I I looked up some stuff online. I talked to the manufacturer. It should be doing this, uh, you know, RPM as opposed to what I'm getting out in the real world uh, has something, uh, is something amiss. I mean, because it could still perform okay and you may may not notice it for a while. Is that right, Patrick? It is. You know, I, years ago, uh, I was running a consignment lot for my, my friend Rob Gina, who owns Boat Wrench. This was out on the St. John's, the marina just up the river from where Mike keeps his boat. And I had a family came out, and there was an 18-foot Mariah that we had for sale. A uh, customer had traded it in. And it was a family of five, and they wanted to be able to go out tubing and wakeboarding and kneeboarding and stuff like that. And because the price point on that boat was so low, they're like, this is the boat. And Bargain! I, I started asking them questions as far as how do you plan on using the boat? You know, what's what's your typical day out on the water going to be? And I was like, you are not going to be happy with this boat. And they were like, oh, you're just trying to upsell us. I said, no, I, I just want to make sure that you're happy with the boat that you get and that you're not coming back to me afterwards and saying that, you know, the boat doesn't perform. I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. I said, I'm going to put two boats in the water. I'm going to put this Mariah, and I'm going to put that 22-foot bow rider, a much larger boat, more horsepower, and I'm going to grab some gear from the sales office, and we're going to go out on Lake Monroe, and let's go run them both. And we did, and when we came back, the, the, the husband, the father, he was like, 
you know, I, I honestly, I thought you were just trying to sell us, upsell us on a boat and get more money, but you were absolutely right. This this 18-foot, nothing against Mariah as a boat manufacturer, it just wasn't going to do what they needed it to do, especially with a growing family where the 22-footer, they had easily seven to ten years ahead of them for a boat that a family could grow into and was going to be able to perform the way that they wanted it to do and do all of those water sports and stuff like that and that's the boat they wound up buying there you go so you did upsell them after all i i I, no, no, no. (laughs) said no he sold them he he looked at their i mean five people in an 18 foot boat no that's right. not going to work. You, you never see that down where you're at, Barry. Well, uh, yeah, you see that all the time. They're usually plowing through the uh, inlets there to yeah. like submarines. So, yeah. yeah. You okay. know, so, it's if, you know, boat manufacturers are a great resource. Uh, I, again, I can speak for the one that I've worked for since I was 18, a phone call away from speaking with a real live person. And within the department that I currently work, there's probably collectively 147 years of that boat manufacturer experience amongst the staff up there. That department has got the highest tenure, if you will, little to no t- turnover. The The newest person in that department has been there 25 years. Mm. <laughs> you know, everybody else is 25 plus. Great resource, great people, easy to access information if you call and you have like I said, most importantly, the hull number of the boat, always willing to help out. And you'll find that with a lot of boat manufacturers, even in this environment with staff shortages and stuff like that. Because whether it's a brand new boat or a used boat, it still says that boat manufacturer's name on the side. And the boat manufacturers have a vested interest in, even with the pre-owned boats, You they that they look good out on the water, they perform well out out on the water, and that the customer, whether it's first owner, second owner, third owner, fourth owner, is happy with that boat. So there they're there as a resource to help. Yeah. Now, Email them, and, but, but give them a day or two to respond. Don't expect them to jump off. Oh, no, no. Uh, we we respond. Well, within. you guys might, but I'm saying not every <laughs> manufacturer is going to be able to drop what they're doing right away. Give them a day or two to respond to you, but email might be the best way to do that. Listen, you get me on the phone, you'll be begging to end that phone call. Okay, like, well, there's that. You, okay, I just wanted to know what size engine this boat came. They're like, oh, my God, why did I call him? Why did I call him? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't need to know its birthday. <laughs> I didn't need to know it had wooden stringers. For, uh, no, yeah. Listen, I, 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 come, I come out of my office after taking it, especially if I have a call routed to me. And uh, Sue, who works uh, across the, uh, the hallway from me, should go, was that the same phone call? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's been an hour. I said, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> There's okay. eight of them in a day. <laughs> Patrick listen, needs the more friends. Time, the more time I spend doing that, the less time I have to listen to people call and complain. Okay. So. Well, there's that. Now, other things that you can look out for if you're you're cruising your vessel and, and you start to question whether or not it's performing up to snuff or what okay. you expect. What about the noise? What about the sound? Oh, hold, just hold like on, hold on, hold on. Just hold like on, in an aircraft. On. I mean, like if you you get used to what your plane sounds like, doesn't that apply to uh, uh, a motorboat? Sure, it it can, um, it, but you're probably going to hear it more in the boat struggling to get up. Maybe not so much a a sound as just the way that the boat is performing. I mean, if you start hearing a knock, 
You know, uh, if you start hearing, you know, chattering, things like that, you got wait, wait, a problem. knock like, let me out of here. I'm uh, down in the builds. No, someone like, locked the if, door if the on me. about to slap itself out. It will knock yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but but uh, uh, an internal knock in, in the block, you know, which is usually not a very good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knock sensor starts going off and, you know, you, you've got, you've got some issues there. Uh, so sound comes into play. Uh, feel probably, sound probably, and feel go together, don't they? Probably more with a twin engine boat, where you'll start to notice a, especially if you don't have uh, a synchronizer, you'll notice if you're really in tune with your boat, you'll start to pick up on the uh, the harmonic difference between port and starboard. Right, you'll you hear know? that difference. Uh, I think part of the reason why you say you can't hear the difference is because the exhaust is exhausted into the water. Well, there's that, unless you've got a boat that's got, you know, uh, through-hull exhaust, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, your exhaust is uh, through the through the prop. So, usually, if you are if you're hear something, it's going to be with the engine. And what I have come across more common than anything else is when the boat starts to, the engine starts to emit kind of a high-pitched whine, and people start complaining about performance. You know, hey, when I'm when I bring it back to idle, the engine dies. You know, I give it a little what, the engine starts back up. I get it back up, and then I hear, you know, and it's like, you know, this whine that you hear. Do you hear it at this point, this point, this point? And it's like, chances are, again, it's hard for me to give you a root cause diagnosis over the phone, but you want to have your fuel pressure pump checked because it's either going to be high side, low side, probably more the high uh, side. It, it fuel pumps on its way out. Okay, what's more important then, though, than sound or maybe uh, feel, like vibration? Feel. feel. It's way higher. If you're you're in tune with your boat, you'll know, you'll feel it through the wheel. You'll feel it through the the control, the side mount control or the dual binnacle control. You'll know it by looking at, again, those round things on the dash in front of you, those gauges. You'll know well before you probably start to hear... Uh, that there's an issue. If you're paying attention, you'll you'll see it. You'll you'll feel it. You, okay. You'll feel if if your prop has been damaged. You'll feel. Oh, that absolutely. Uh, you'll feel <laughs> it if all of a sudden the boat's tracking kind of weird. Maybe your trim tab has worn away or fallen off. You know. Well, uh, <laughs> well. Speaking speaking of uh, trim tabs and that, if you come across a boat now, uh, Greg probably doesn't have an opinion on this. He probably does because he'll just say something just to. You know, for the heck of it. But Barry, I, I know you've encountered these on boats. You've seen them. When you see those, uh, I'm going to call. I don't want to use the, the the brand name for them because I don't want to take anything away from them. But let's call them those uh, fin extensions that get bolted to the outdrive. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, get those off. Yeah. So those aren't <laughs> trim tabs. Those are not trim tabs. Take them off. Yeah. Okay. So, why? 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 Why do you hate these? They look cool. Kind of they give add, it a Batman add, vibe all, to it. They, it. they add drag. They they it's it's a it's a it's a gimmick. It, it real. Uh, it looks cool, and that's about <laughs> it. It looks cool, but it's a gimmick. You're adding a lot more stress to your lower unit when you had that bolted on there. It adds mm. drag. Yeah, okay. I mean, do you, you do you yeah do you think an aftermarket company knows better than the manufacturer that created that outdrive and made it streamlined and sleek? Well, they would tell you they are. Of course, they would. If they want to sell them, they're trying to upsell you. Remember how that works, Patrick? Take them off the boat. All right. He says take them off. And we'll see about doing just that next on The World of Boating.
listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast <laughs> check this out my brother just got a new sailboat he has no idea what he just got himself into there's nothing harder than taking care of a boat. Am I right? Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in a blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in a blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater. And now Mike the Mariner has joined us. He, he just docked after his little uh, run, and so he can uh, share his his stories and his adventures with us here momentarily on the big show. But first, got to ask you, Mike, you know, we, we've been talking about things to look out for to, mm-hmm. to know if your boat is performing how, as you expect. Uh, sure. I, I know you uh, you have your own little things that you... I don't know. What is it? Feel or uh, do you listen for things? Well, it, it's kind of like. Well, I mean, you're you're a pilot, so you know, you right. know, going through a checklist and and taking a look at things. And when you do the walk around, I basically do the same thing that a pilot would do. Yeah, you know, go to go in the engine room, 
uh, do a quick scan, look at everything. I look at uh, like where the breakers are to make sure they're not tripped. I look at the uh, the battery conditioner to make sure it's doing what it should be doing. It's not in a fault code or anything like that. Right. And then I start looking for uh, fluids and leaks and things like that. You know, even at night, you know, when you're asleep and you're listening for little things that work, like the sump box for the air conditioning unit and things like that. It's just, you know, it, it's kind of like taking a pulse of your boat to see how healthy it is. Yeah. So there is a, a certain sound that you're used to or accustomed to mm-hmm. on your vessel. And then um, when, when you don't hear that sound or you see hear something out of the ordinary, you know, like, hey, hey, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I better listen. look at my gauges. <laughs> listen, Mike, Mike is so in tune with his boat that he knows based on the ambient air temperature outside with his AC running how often that bilge pump should kick on. So he's sleeping. He doesn't hear it. Eyes open up. Yeah. He's, he, well, he's, hop, he's hopping out of the berth, and he's yeah. heading for the, the shower zump pump box. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true, Mike? I can hear it. Well, well, I can hear it, and uh, we had some guests on board one time, and 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 one of them went off, and they're like, "Oh, what is that?" And I said, "That's just the air conditioner. That's the sump box. Right. It's the same. It's the same box that uh, that has a it has a bilge pump in it that uh, drains when you're taking a shower." Got What's it. that sound, Mike? Are we sinking? Tell, are we sinking? <laughs> no, Mike? that's that's tell the me, sound. That's me. the sound of Mike walking around. Mike, you gotta stay still, well, man. I hear well, you, I hear a bunch of racket in the background well, you, there. You gotta stay still, Mike. What are you doing? He's like, what are you trying to get in your laps or steps in while you do the show today? What the hell? I I actually was pacing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I could hear it. See, it sounded out of the norm. I'm like, what the hell's going on? What is that racket? He he was fine. He was fine until until I started talking to him. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, like a rat in a cage. He's pacing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, No, it is funny, though, when people see the the air conditioning is on. And, you know, of course, it's water-cooled air conditioning. So the water's draining out the side of the boat. People think, oh, my God, how much water is going into your boat, you know? The same amount that's coming out. Hopefully. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. When that uh, ratio changes when you get an issue. So right. you, we, you've got things that you listen to uh, for the internal. But again, talking, you know, on the performance end of stuff, you know, we kind of addressed uh, engine, outdrive, prop, those stupid um, extensions that people put on their outdrives, uh, trim tabs, uh, to Barry's point, you know, are the trim tabs operating correctly? Are they extending all the way down and retracting all the way up? Or is there a failure and you're out running the boat and all of a sudden, you know, the boat starts running, uh, you're, 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 you're pulled over on to the, uh, to the port side and the boat's running all kind of weird. So making sure that your equipment is working, uh, properly, making sure that the outdrive is trimming up and down to its full range, uh, both ways, uh, not on the trailer aspect, but just on the uh, while your boat is running to the uh, trim limit, if you will. And then we move to the boat itself internally, which is something we, it's been a while since we talked about, but doing an inventory on your boat, especially if you've got a larger boat, and I'll, uh, not to stroke Mike's ego, but yacht, like Mike's got, that how much stuff have you accumulated in your boat, whether it's over the past year, five years, you know, 10 years that could all of a sudden, you know, it's that one day you take it out. It's like, man, all of a sudden the boat's not performing the way it is. Well, how much because you're a hoarder. Is that what you're trying to tell him? It it happens. Mm. It it, it happens. Mike, you're not a hoarder. Come on. No, um, no, we keep the boat pretty uncluttered. Actually. We, uh, 
And you got to remember extra set of clothes on the boat. So we take, we take clothes with us and then we leave some there and bring our dirty clothes back and things like that. So the boat pretty much stays about the same with with about the same provisions and the same gear. All right, Barry, what say you? No, I was going to say you also have to dispose of the bodies when you're bringing in new ones. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Of course we do that. I think you're making a reference. (laughs) Saying that you're uh, you're kind of like a Dexter or something there. Uh, now we know why. Now we know why he's pacing nervously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So if those weird noises uh, you yeah. hear on Mike's uh, boat are like uh, two out. two knives, Let like but, scraping you know, together. Take, take, yeah. take taking a look at your boat and what you've got packed in it and sometimes it's, it doesn't even have to be something as big as what mike's got people will tend to just over time especially in a small boat next thing you know you've got you know 15 life jackets that are waterlogged you've got two extra batteries you've got a rusted tool mm-hmm. set that that the box is holding you know three gallons of water patrick together you've got what, what got, kind of boaters are you hanging with patrick gee whiz <laughs> The they ones that like, call and complain about the boat not performing. Oh, the ones that won't talk to, to him for the ones that won't talk to him for an hour when he right. calls in. Okay, <laughs> so I, was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. But anyway, we'll have to wrap it up just the same. Uh, remember, whether it's uh, Sailor Motor, life, life is better, better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com. 